0: Hi, I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helped start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible and it starts with you. Get out your field notes and let's tap into peaceful achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 minutes to having it all. All right, welcome back to this week's episode. We have Garrick Heimbach with us. And Garrick is an eco-stylist, so it's quite fascinating how he shares during this episode how he took his main goal and turned it into a social mission. So we have a really, really rich conversation about purpose and impact on this episode. We talk a lot about balance and why it's so important to give yourself space to create and to actually take care of yourself because... You know, as Garrick will say, building a life for yourself that includes self-care. That's what having it all means to him. And it's really that alignment with your purpose and your financial success that is necessary for that lifestyle. So it's a really powerful conversation that we have probably the biggest message you're going to take from Garrick in this one, he repeats trusting the process. And I can't even tell you how many times that I share that message with my clients, you know, because it's kind of easy to buy into the unknown and let that either stop us in our tracks or scare us to death. But really listen to this episode where Garrick talks you through this process, how he manages it all, how he has trusted the entire process and make it his reality. So you can learn from it and make it yours. All right. So have an awesome rest of your day, and we'll catch you again next week. Okay, so today we have Garrick Heimba, and he is an eco-stylist. And I know that everybody already listening to this is very excited. He's the founder. He's been doing this for over four years. And he says that how you dress can have a significant impact on your confidence and work performance. So we're going to dig into all kinds of things today. But Garrick, thank you so much for being on our episode with us.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: So, okay, you title yourself in the name of your organization as Eco Stylist. But for those of us who maybe are kind of foreign to that, give us some background and help us understand what an Eco Stylist is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Eco Stylist is a resource for sustainable clothing. So, basically, what we're doing is we're researching brands to find the best brands on the planet, essentially combining like great style, right? Like great looking clothes, high quality clothes with you know, the best environmental practices and also the best labor practices, so paying their workers fair wages. Um, and so that's really what we're looking for and we're really building a resource to help people find these brands and shop these brands. And you know, something kind of interesting, I guess interesting caveat to that is, I think the term can also be used. So it's the name of our company, but I think the term can also be used to describe a sustainable stylist, right? So, so somebody that does wardrobe styling, but with the focus on more sustainable brands And habits, right? uh, Because sustainable styles doesn't just help people like shop better brands. It's also about, you know, what do you do with your old clothes? How do we kind of like mindfully clean out this closet, things like that. So there's sort of like a whole lifestyle approach to it. And that can be used for the term as well.
0: So, Garrick, how did you get involved in that? I mean, so as people are hearing you describe it, and it's so powerful. And that's why, I mean, I love the purpose and impact that you're making. But how did you get yourself into this space? Like, what was it? Was there a a specific situation? Or, you know, give us some insight there.
1: Yeah, I found my way into this space pretty organically, I would say. I wasn't planning. I was never planning to do this. Like, this was never my plan. It was more like, you know, I was so I started this in Iowa City, and at the time, I was in grad school for business, and I was also working on building a startup on the side. Uh, always had been an interest and passion of mine, but I didn't kind of know when I was going to do it, or you know when that was going to happen. And so I was did a bunch of things, and I would see like I did startup weekend and, and, and these sorts of events, and I kind of came out of all of this with the with the fashion startup. So I kind of knew then that you know, okay, fashion is something I like. And I think I could help people and, you know, build tools. And so I was basically working on a fashion startup and, and making progress there. And we had, you know, we had built an MVP and did a bunch of user testing. And uh, we're kind of looking on moving forward with that. When I basically, by accident, I, I was in Boston that summer for doing an internship at, at Constant Contact, the marketing company. And I had a chance meeting with somebody. Like I was at a flea market, basically, and I they had a kind of a a theme of like arts and vintage stuff. So there was a lot of like vintage clothes being sold there. And and anyway, there was these beautiful shoes there. And so I talked to the guy selling the shoes and he was like, oh yeah. He was like, we make all of this, you know, handmade in, in Guatemala. He's like, we make it to order. So basically, you know, there's no excess inventory. It's like you order it and then we make it and you have it in like 10 days. And that is great for the environment, you know, but also we pay living wages to our workers in Guatemala. And I just like, this concept kind of blew my mind. Like I was like, I've never I was like, I've never heard of this. Like I, I, at that time, I think I had heard of brands like, you know, maybe like Tom's or things when we think of social impact, we think of like Tom's or like Warby Parker. But this was a brand that was like really thinking about how they make the stuff, right? The whole process. And they were like, how do we do the whole process better? And I thought that was so, I was like, yeah. So that kind of like, so I kind of walked away from that and I did a ton of research and I was like, okay, this is actually a big problem in like fashion has so many problems and people don't know how to find these brands. Like, like this guy's brand, it was like, people don't really have good resources. They trust to find brands like this. And I want to help like connect customers to these brands, right? Like I want to, I want to help people shop these brands um, because it's just awesome what they're doing. And so like literally that summer, I was talking to my coworkers about it at Constant Contact. I was like, I have to change. So like basically I I decided to pivot and I basically scrapped like the whole startup and and kind of started over with this new problem uh, that we wanted to solve.
0: Okay. So talk to us about that because entrepreneurs, I mean, so you had to start over literally. I mean, you're kind of re you're owning that. Take us there for a minute. Like what was the feeling Garrick, that you were going through when you knew that you were having to kind of start over and you know, you had this, this value inside you, but take us to that moment.
1: Yeah. It was, it was a hard decision because obviously it's, you know, like all the hard work and tell them was basically was more or less being scrapped. Like we tried to repurpose some of it, but you know, a lot of it was just like, we we're just weren't moving forward with it. But I think, yeah, I weighed the decision and I think it took me about a month to kind of maybe from start to finish of like when I met this guy to when I was like 100%, you know, this is what we're doing. Um, just because, well, because like I said, the time I was working, so I wasn't doing the startup full-time and I just needed some time to like kind of think through the process. But but when I weighed the pros and cons, I realized like one of these things I wanted to do way more than the other, you know, like I compared them and I was like, yeah. And also, and also actually what was really interesting is, once I dug into this, I also realized that the startup I was going to be building was also part of the problem. So that kind of made it interesting. Like we were, because we were basically going to help people find clothes they want, you know, recommending them sources like like ASOS or Amazon that don't really rank that well on this on these metrics that we're using for sustainability and ethics. Um, So not only so when when we juxtaposed these two ideas, it was also this interesting thing where like our old idea was going to become part of the problem, and our new idea was like part. So it was also really interesting to think about that way. And when I looked at it that way, I was like, I. I was like, "This is what we have to do." Like, there's no choice, really, in my mind. It's like we have to do this.
0: And it takes a lot. I mean, to be able to make those decisions, I think, and to be able to pivot like you did. But, like you said, I think so. What kept you there was it just like really standing in the purpose of it and understanding and owning that purpose of of the social mission. Or talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, it's like I don't even know how to put a number on it, but I, it's you know, I'm probably I was probably like a hundred times more passionate about you know this new idea. Than the original one because I think you know with the original one there's just you know there was the chance to solve problems that we were talking to people about right like solving people's problems is exciting in it like no matter what right it's like you can you can help people solve like their anxiety when they're shopping for clothes or help them look better like that's that's really cool to be able to solve those problems but it's just but the idea of like changing try like working on changing the fashion industry and trying and working on making the whole industry better and helping consumers support really good brands like that it just you know in my mind had a much larger impact and, and something that I really you know wanted to be a part of and and it was always kind of my goal. I just didn't know I didn't I guess I didn't want to voice it because I didn't know how to do it before. You know, so like before this moment yeah, that's fair. Yeah, before this moment I wanted to start a social enterprise. And all of my examples at that point, like all of my kind of role models, the people I looked at, they all did this very linear seeming path of like, you know, get rich basically, and then do something like social impact focused. And so I thought like because that's what I was looking at, I was like, that's what I have to do. Um, and it never occurred to me that, you know, you could do a different way. You you could do a different path. And so, yeah. So when I saw the opportunity, it just like, it was just, I had to, like, I had to go for it.
0: And Garrick, as you and I were getting to know each other too, prior to this, you know, you had the income and you had the stability there, right. But you were just completely burnt out because there was clearly no purpose for you. So what helped you find that purpose?
1: Yeah, I think sort of. Taking myself out of what I was doing because yeah, exactly. I worked. I worked before business school. I worked a few different jobs where yeah, where I just totally burned out because I just didn't care about what I was doing, and then I wasn't taking the steps for myself, you know, to change it. Like I wasn't really doing anything, you know, meaningful to, to change that for myself. And so, and taking ownership of that. So yeah, so I like completely burned out. But I like hit kind of rock bottom for myself, and then yeah, then I just I just started. I just what I did then was I just literally decided to start making changes. Like I didn't know where I was going exactly. I was like, I don't know exactly where this is leading, but I'm going to like make changes and commit to them. And that was, I think for me, that was the biggest thing. And then trusting, like trusting that that was going to play out for me. So yeah, so I had no idea where I was going, but I basically like, I made some drastic decisions. Like I decided to move, I get a new job. So I had this job for like four years. I quit, I moved, I got a new job. And then I held myself, I held myself to the standards that I set. So like I did this new job for, it was less than a year. And I already, I was like, you know what? I checked in with myself and I was like, it's not checking the boxes for me. Like, it's not, it's not my, it's not connecting with my purpose. Like the work isn't meaningful enough for me. Um, So I quit. And I like, that's when I, and I went to grad and that's when I got into grad school. And, and then, because to me, then grad school was, was a step in the right direction. I was like, if I you know get this MBA, I can have more impact organizations and, and make more of a difference. So it was kind of like, yeah, I basically just kept moving forward and trusting that things would work out, even though I didn't know like what they would look like. <laughs>
0: But I mean, I think a true entrepreneur does. Like I would say your intuition is your oracle, right? I mean, like something within you though, Garrick was driving you in this direction to show where your true purpose is really meant to be. And I think, you know, there's that static that happens inside of us that we just know that we have to make this our reality and we have to live in it. So let's have the conversation. I mean, this is the 22 minutes to having it all podcast, right? And so, you know, the whole per, you know point of that. So what's the meaning for you, Garrick, for having it all?
1: Yeah, I I think I probably sort of came into this in an interesting way because I think with, well, once I kind of transitioned to a social enterprise, you know, then it was sort of like, it was sort of like I had this piece of it. I had the social, the impact piece of it, right? Where like my work felt meaningful to me and purposeful to me and I was excited about that. So like I checked off that piece, I think, I feel like maybe early in, in the equation, maybe uh, compared to some stories. Of so for me, then it just became like, Checking the other boxes, like like how do we make this work financially, and you know, and how do I have work life balance? And so as like, as I kind of started with the impact piece. Once I made that transformation, then it was figuring out the other pieces. But to me, that that's kind of to me having it all would be you know having that you know financial security, right? Like you have you know you trust all your all your needs are met, and then you have you know, impact. You care about the work, but then also like you have you have a balance for yourself, right? Because we can't even if we love something, we can't do it like hundred hours a week and, and burn out. That's not sustainable. So.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's kind of that inward outward balance of, you know, fulfillment within like that outward fulfillment of the, of the financial security, but then that inner peace, how do you find that balance and tap into that Garrick?
1: Yeah. Well, so as I worked towards the other two pieces, I started, I actually, I kind of hit burnout again in my, in my social venture a little bit where, yeah, we're just, I was working too much, like just way too much working. And And yeah, so for me, then it became a matter of like, I guess, again, like taking small steps and trusting in the process, right? Like I was like, I was like, there's a million, I'm sure everybody relates to this, like there's a million things I could be doing always, It's like a never ending list. And so I was like, you know, I'm just gonna pick the best, like the most, the highest priority things, do what I can, and then carve out time for myself and like stick to that, you know, so like I make time to like, I love rock climbing. So I make time to rock climb. I don't ever compromise on that. Like I make time to do yoga, you know, I don't. And these things really help me or like go for a walk because they're I've realized they're so important, you know, and and yeah. And in reality, it's like we might, we can feel impatient sometimes about our, our goals and things, but at the same time, it's like we have to take care of ourselves. So I think that's kind of how I've started to come around to to having, you know, better balance and, and we're and having it, you know, having it all instead of just um yeah, instead of just like burning out.
0: No, and I think that's a valid point. So, you know, and I've been told too, like. That fulfillment way outweighs, you know, our, our goals that are set, you know, in that inner fulfillment is really the feelings that we want to have around the goals that we set, but setting the anchor of our success on our inner outward fulfillment rather than like that anchor of a goal What's your take on that, Garrick? I mean, like, how do you feel about that? And how do you manage your, you know, your drive and your passion and your personal self-care in that space?
1: I think I definitely agree with that. It sounds like so spot on because goals are, well, obviously we want to achieve our goals and, and we do, and it's great and we celebrate, but at the same time, like the reality is like goals, I think taking care of yourself is like always the most important because goals, like we're going to achieve them sometimes, but sometimes we're not, right? And when we don't, we're going to have to like, then... We're going to have to then look at it, right? And be like, okay, you know, what went wrong? What can I learn from this? How do I go back here and do it again? And like, we've got to be taking care of ourselves for that to be possible, you know? Because if we're not, then, you know, I think if it's, if it's only about the goal, then yeah, then when we don't hit that goal, I think it's going to be really hard. Like, I think it's going to be, yeah.
0: Well, that's where the burnout, the overwhelm, all of that, like the financial ruin, all of that, I think, stays in that space. But you're right when you're totally in that self-care space and you're carving stuff out. I mean, like you said, you set limits to your boundaries of personal self-care because it's that important. Um, So entrepreneurs that are hearing this message, I mean, what recommendations, Garrett, could you offer, you know, to help people set a a really clear boundary so they can find that balance within to be able to do it all or have it all?
1: Yeah, I I think what's worked really well for me is just, you know, picking something, picking, like picking something you love. Right. So for me, like, I wouldn't, rec- like for me, the reason, the reason I pick, do rock climbing is because I love it. It's not right. So like, it just, I really, really love it. And then also I think a lot of any form of exercise also really helps with, you know, even like, like walking too, like it could be walking, it could be literally anything, but really helps with like the mental stress and everything that we deal with as, as founders. So, so for me, it kind of checks those boxes, but basically I love, so I find something you love, I would say. and then. And then just commit to doing that and don't ever like don't compromise on it, you know, because that's trust in the process, basically, because that's that's what I do is like, I don't. Yeah, I don't ever like like I plan to rock climb and I do it, you know, I do it every other day and I don't ever say like, oh, I can't rock climb tonight because I have work. Because if you allow yourself to make those excuses, then you pretty quickly like find yourself out of balance again.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No. So what do you find is the biggest challenge? For you, Garrick, as an entrepreneur, and the ebb and flow of the you know the success that you've had in life, what what's the biggest challenge that you find?
1: Yeah, I think one, I think one great challenge. To this is as I've kind of been navigating, like you know, finding balance and having it all, is that it kind of came up for me when I took the like the having it all quiz. Was that when you sort of like start to find the balance, you start to find that peace, There's sort of this becomes this complicated picture where you can you can lower like you can lower your expectations in a way that like and maybe to maybe to maybe where you need to re look at it again so like maybe i should set more aggressive or ambitious goals for myself in this picture and i think that's been an interesting challenge for me because i'm sort of like i'm really intrigued by like stoic philosophy and, and minimalist philosophy so i can look at it and i can say like okay you know i can have like this is what it means to be me to have enough and right and then i can like and then you, and that's and then you adjust expectations to that and then you're like filling in all the gaps and you're like, okay, I have the balance. Everything's working out for me. But then maybe it's important to still revisit it and say like, okay, that's great. And it's great that like you're happy, but are you rethink, maybe rethinking the goals then, and being like, are they, are you setting ambitious enough goals? You know, you know, are your expectations where they should be? So I think just checking yourself there, I think for me is, has been an interesting challenge and something to think about.
0: Yeah. And I think, and that's a big piece. I think that is a common thread. Anybody who's listening to this episode right now, I mean, they're relating Garrick and, you know, I think there's beauty and understanding. We're not alone in that space that, that, that is a very valid challenge. You know, I oftentimes find too, that a lot of people get like, they need clarity of the tasks that they need to act on. And I think, do you ever find yourself in that space where you just don't even have clarity of like what task you should, focus on to get the biggest return is that ever an obstacle for you
1: yeah definitely definitely that's definitely something that has come up a lot in in this journey and i think i think i've gotten a lot better at it with time like i'm always learning but it's like so it's a kind of a constant thing right it's like so i feel like it's something like i'm always working on and so even you know because yeah because i feel like i'll get to a point where maybe i'm like okay these are the two or three things that are most important but then maybe you know it's like it's like okay but maybe i'm focusing on the wrong one or something right so i think I think it's like continually getting better at that and refining that is, is key, but it really, it really focusing on that has really helped, right? Like for sure. Cause I think in the beginning, I feel like I was just kind of trying to do everything all the time and not giving n- anywhere near enough thought to like what actually is important and what's actually making an impact.
0: Right. I mean, yeah. And that's just watering yourself down, right? If you're trying to do 10 things, you're way more effective at doing one. And so anybody listening right now, I'm giving you permission to focus on one thing today and to finish it out because, you know, uh, finish it, master it, and then move on. But I think oftentimes, you know, like you state, there's just so many things that we can do and we just need the clarity of the absolute focus. And I think you and I kind of talked about that too early on in my face, really listening to we really do need the focus of time. And so I created that 30, 60, 10 formula and you and I kind of touched a little bit, like, what are those clear anchors that we should, you know, look at and then how do we make that into a big play? Because it is, it's a really, really big process. So as we're coming to the close in this Garrick, like what types of, you know, how would you like, what words of wisdom do you have from, from the experience that you have? And, you know, we're, we're going into all kinds of change in in the world what kind of advice can you leave our listeners with today
1: yeah i think i guess maybe just kind of summing up some of the things we talked about i i would just say like it, on this journey like it's really like i think it, for myself too like it's like set really great like really ambitious goals make them bigger and then and you know and work hard on them but then like but then set like clear cut ups you know like don't like i would you know i think that's been really key for me you know i've worked through like insomnia and things right like not being able to sleep because i can't cut the work off and so i think like i think so i think it's important to like have those great goals and like really work on them but then be like you know this is i'm not working during this time like make those make those blocks for yourself and take care of yourself and yeah it's super important because we have to sustain ourselves and um, yeah i think it's it's definitely something i've been learning a lot on this journey and and i guess a lesson that i have really appreciated
0: No, no. I'm I'm the same way. I mean, like freedom, time freedom means everything to me. And so I do. And I think I shared with, I mean, I take the whole month of July off. I've been doing that for over 12 years as my own business. That was part of my business plan. Like the whole month of July, we have a beautiful home on the lake and it's just fun to go and kayak and get into nature and totally recharge your batteries and totally detox from everything. You know, that's why You know, when you can successfully set up a business that can operate in that tone, which it does, you know, I've got a team, they can pick up the ball, but they know that that's a core value right out of the gates. And um, and I guess people need to hear that message. And that's the reason why I shared it's not a boastful, hey, I'm the entrepreneur who does this, but to be able to sustain the race, right? I think that's a very valid piece. And that's exactly what you're saying is, you know, take care of yourself, carve out that time, hold yourself to it. Continue to stretch. I think high achievers are naturally going to stretch themselves because we're driven by it. I I think we find satisfaction in that, so I don't think we can do it any other way. Um, So, yeah, I definitely believe in that message. So, um, Garrick, this has been an absolute delight. Any final words for our for our audience as we close out?
1: I think no. I mean, thank you so much for having me. I think um, I know. I think that probably sums it up.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's really rich and a lot of value shared today. So Garrett, thank you so much for that. Did you enjoy this conversation as much as I did? If you're looking for more conversations like these, be sure to subscribe and please leave a review of the podcast. Subscribing and leaving a review helps it show up on your phone every time a new episode is released and leaving a review helps other people like you find us so they can get the help they need so they can live their best life. Also, subscribe to our weekly email on our website at marlohiggins.com. This is the place that we share insider tips with our audience and drop polarizing insights with you. Remember, the road to success is better with friends. So be sure to share this episode to help all of you reach your goals together. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, success is universally desired, personally defined, and always within reach.